Hello and welcome to another episode of the New School of Thinking podcast, the Impact Series. Today we have a doctor with us, and you're going to learn a lot from this conversation in this session today. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join, but Dean and Ren held it down. And um, without much more to do, let's just kick it off. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode on the New School of Thinking podcast. Today we got a doctor in the house and it's Paul Cito, who I am fortunate to call my one of my good friends from high school, but he's conquered a lot of amazing milestones that I'm super honored to dive into. So welcome to the New School of Thinking podcast, Paul. Thank you so much for having me, Ranish. It's my honor, really. <laughs> oh, come on. So Paul is actually from, uh, he's a chiropractor. And I mean, I have a lot of questions in regards to that because to be honest with mm-hmm. you, Paul, I'm always interchanging these definitions and such, but please do clear that up. But firstly, my curiosity really goes to the um, chiropractic clinic that you are a, a, an associate at. So. Amity Health. What does that mean? <laughs> Amity. Okay. Uh, at first, I didn't really know the definition of it either myself. I had to look it up. Um, but if you were to look it up, it means a fostering or a friendly, friendly relationship. So I guess it go, kind of goes hand in hand with how we do our practice and how you know how we treat our patients. It's not so much that oh, I'm the doctor, you're a patient. That's our relationship. That's that. Um, in terms of our treatment plans, we do interact with the patient more than just once a month, once every six months, like as your physical once a year kind of thing. When we start with the treatment plan, we want to get you as better, get you better as fast as we can. So we actually see you quite often. It could be up to three times a week for several weeks. It could be once a week, twice a week. Um, so we like to think of it as we develop more than a doctor-patient relationship with you. It's more like a fostering, like, you know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's what we're trying to aim for. Staying true to the name, staying true to yeah, the name. Exactly. So with the practice in itself, so, you know, I think I hear chiropractor as well as a physiotherapist being mm-hmm. intertwined or used you know, simultaneously within the same kind of context. But what's the real deal behind that definition? What is a chiropractor and how is it different from physiotherapy? Okay, so this is probably an age old question. People ask us this all the time. Uh, In terms of what we do for practice, um, it's very, very similar. Not much differentiates the two of us apart. We both are very, I guess you would say, rehabilitative uh, oriented. Mm -hmm. Both are very, very hands-on. We both have a pretty similar education, uh, very well educated on everything regarding the body, how it heals, exercises to perform in order to get better and stronger. Uh, The biggest difference is, one, is the schooling. So... Kairos would go to school for four years, as if where, whereas a physio would go to school for two years. Um, that lets us have that doctor title, but really a lot of the work we do is still very similar. Um, another thing that differentiates us is that given our doctor title, we have certain rights in terms of 
uh, scope of practice. Um, so in terms of that, we, as doctors, we are allowed to send for x-rays, whereas they aren't so much. And the last thing is we are very, I guess you would say spine related or spine focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we like to focus our attention into, um, the neck and the neck and the back and the lower back. Uh, in terms of physiotherapy, I wouldn't say they have a particular focus. They're very, very hands-on as well. Um, but they also work on the spine, but more so, I would say more so they're, they would be better at working at extremities. So shoulders, elbows, uh, knees, ankles, and stuff like that. Super, super good at rehab exercises. They probably know it better than I do. Um, the last thing that really differentiates us is maybe the extent we use the extent of extent of use of the adjustment. So I don't know how familiar you are with uh, what we call an adjustment. You might better know it as a crack or a second. So actually, both professions make use of it, except for the fact that it's probably a main role or a main tool in our arsenal, uh, whereas a physio may not use it every day. It's also an additional course for them if they want to try and use it or want to add it to their toolbox, but they are also, that is also within their scope of practice. So whatever bodily injury you have, whether it be ankle, knee, elbow, hand, uh, back, neck, you can see either profession and they will be both equally as competent to help you out on your road to recovery. It's pretty awesome. Uh, awesome. Didn't know the difference there. Um, so my question for you would be: How were mm-hmm. you able to uh, navigate and decide you wanted to become a chiropractor versus a physiotherapist? I know you mentioned there's a lot of overlap, and you're becoming mm-hmm. a doctor. But can you talk about that decision and the process of getting to that point and to where you're at right now? Sure, absolutely. So initially, I would say a physiotherapist therapy was the more mainstream route of thinking um in my time during my time at university i knew i wanted to be in the health field it was just a matter of which way i was going to head um at the time i started volunteering at a geriatric center a long-term care home and within that community i started to i got in contact with a physiotherapist and occupational therapist so I figured, okay, why don't we check those out first, see what they had to offer and what they had to say, uh, shadow them for a bit, learn from them, and then see if it was a right fit for me. So I did that for a good year or two. And at the time, I really didn't even know what chiropractic was. So until a friend of mine uh, suggested, oh, since, you're, since you like this industry and this field, uh, have you ever thought about chiropractic? I knew nothing about it, so I decided to look into it. Uh, and then I realized that it was quite similar to the physio field. So then I got more interest in it. I started looking into it a bit more. Uh, but in terms of finally making that decision, it to tell you the truth, it had to honestly come down to um, what my marks were at university. Um, given how competitive the nature is in this field, particularly physiotherapy, uh, it's really, really, really tough to get in. Um, even given the amount of schools, uh, I know McMaster has one, 
UFC has won several more. Uh, but by the time that I was ready to get into the field and start applying, I was actually missing some prereqs. So it shows you how important it is to really be prepared, look into and know what you're getting into before you kind of just jump to the deep end. Um, so at the time, I was kind of SOL, as you may say it, I'm not going to swear on the channel. Um, and then I had to basically reappraise my situation at that time. Given the cards that I were dealt, what could I possibly go and do now in, instead of like starting over again? It's, it's just, if you break it down, I know it's just a matter of time. Um, if you really wanted something, by all means, and you can afford the time, just go back and redo it. That's not a problem. I, I admire people who do to go through that process and be like, whatever, this is what I want. I'm just going to restart, do it over again, and apply. But I wasn't, my, that's, that wasn't my mindset. I didn't want to do that. So, so uh, given how similar the, the streams were, I guess, in terms of the profession, I decided that this this might be a good route for me to go. So I applied and luckily I got in. So not hopefully even, that answered your question. It's not even luck, Paul. I really want to tune in there because I know the amount of hard work that you you've put. I mean, we've got we've kind of gotten to travel with one another on the hardships of things and navigating, you know, where to spend our times to get the experience, to get the insights of the real world, get the right kind of mentorship. And when if we take it back cuz you know, I mean, in high school who really knows what the hell they want to do, you know, outside of Absolutely. university and such. So if we were to take yourself back, did you even think that, you know, physiotherapy or more of this kind of like chiropractic world, I should just use chiropractor, but the world of practicing chiropractic practices, strategies and involving the body was always something that you were passionate about and curious about? Or was it a realm that you kind of just accidentally were advised by the right people to be like, hey, Paul, you'd be interested in this. How did, and how also, did that look yeah. like? And sorry to add to that, like, did you see yourself when you were younger being in this realm, right? Like, uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, what you're, I know what you're getting at. And to tell you the truth, no, I did not see myself ending up here at all. I, I never thought in a million years that I would have the title doctor. I never thought in a million years I'd be in the health industry. Um, growing up, like I loved art, like I love to draw, I love to sketch and doodle and sculpt and paint and what have you. So art was my real passion, right? Um, but you know, Dean, I can't see you, but I'm assuming you're probably Asian, South Asian, South Asian, South Asian. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, coming from an Asian, Asian parents, Asian household, it's like, hey, you either become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, or else get out of here, right? Facts. Add so, to the data facts, points here. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> right. So they're like, yeah, art is not something you can earn a living in. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So all my life, I've just been discouraged from doing arts. So I wanted to get into architecture. They're like, no, don't do that. Um, so I steered away from art specialty programs in high school. Otherwise, I would have went to Wexford. Me too, fam, me too. See, that's what I mean. Otherwise, so that didn't happen. That's why I went to uh, Victoria Park instead with Runish. And then after, like at that point, I was just lost. So lost. Um, 
then you start like applications start coming for university and you're like okay what do i do so you just basically like apply everywhere you apply here like it just ended up being life sciences or within that stream just because the majority of my closest friends were going in that direction so you know uh can't go wrong right if everybody goes but oh, all definitely. is not lost paul yeah all is not <laughs> lost because and also you can, yeah go you can ahead, look at it as like you're doing art on the body right because yes i was going to extend into that also thanks for bringing that up um so when i got into university like i was totally lost luckily i fell into uh i guess you would say the the correct program. Um, as I got into university, I started doing the life science stuff, so chem and bio and anatomy and physiology and stuff like that. And I realized, like, okay, this stuff is pretty cool. I'm quite passionate about it. Um, and then when I started shadowing, I did the physio. I looked at the occupational therapy, and then I came across chiropractic. And the breakdown of the word of chiropractic literally means it's probably I think it's Latin roots. Chiro actually means the practice or the use of your hands so chiro plus practice so the use of your hands the practice of the use of your hands so everything was super hands-on and it kind of combined the best of both worlds for me because i love doing hands-on stuff in terms of art and art and whatnot and then it also combined the world of health sciences so there it just kind of brought the two worlds together and it kind of created that perfect niche for me but keep taking yes. that because another another world of yours that I was able to experience as well was the art form in itself, like painting. We used to do this paint lounge event and yes, Paul I was the instructor. Like he was the one teaching or walking through that um, paint lounge event in itself. So you have a really clever um, Instagram page, which is not only just an Instagram clout page. I want to just put it out there and disclose that because it is a whiteboard, um, like one minute whiteboard lesson or a life and learn uh, kind of session that you do, which is brilliant with the even brilliant and clever name, which is the board chiropractor spelt as B-O-A-R-D, um, which is super brilliant. Like I would encourage everyone to check it out. But tell us more about that, Paul, as to, you know, when did you start it? How did that idea come to be? How long have you been doing it? Well, I have to give all credit to you, I think, Renish. <laughs> we met we met it several times. Mm -hmm. I t we talked online and then we met in person and then we went to Starbucks uh, right at Kennedy Commons and I was like, hey, Renish, like, I want to do this thing that, you know, puts me out there, gets my name out there, shows what I'm passionate about. How should I go about it? And you basically, you basically drew me the roadmap to how no. to do that. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't think I ever got to thank you for it. I thank you so much Holy for that. Smokes. Without you, I think, I don't think it would be what it is today. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Hopefully I can develop it in a way where, um, develop it in a way where my artistic ability gets better so I can illustrate better. Um, I know the lighting and stuff isn't like perfect yet, but it's still a work in progress. But it really all came about because I wanted to share with people my passion and inspire them to do the things that they love and inspire them to get started because I know the first step is always the hardest. And it was really difficult for me too, um, worrying about you know, what people think, if people would like it, if they'd be critical about it. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
you know, you just got to surround yourself with the right people. And they I talked to and brought this up, brought this idea up with, they were oh so supportive. They're just like, yeah, they gave me constructive criticism and input and like, okay, I have this, how should I do it? Um, you in particular. Uh, so yeah, that was that. No, but, oh, well, I didn't know this and thank you for, for those kind words. Like, you, I guess you never know what you can spark because honestly, I may have just said something because I ramble, as you may have known, known me for. But it's wonderful to see you put that in action, and you're making it happen. So congratulations to you on that. Thank and you. you know what? It's super important, Paul. Like what you're you're doing is providing that awareness and education. And I don't think people really know the reality of how people come to where they are today. It's a lot of these conversations, a lot of naysayers as well. You know, you've spoke, you've been fortunate. I've been fortunate. Dean can also speak to his being fortunate enough to be surrounded by the right people or speaking and approaching the right people. And I remember those conversations too. And like, likewise, right? We were able to support each other with these positive commentaries, but also coping mechanisms. Because in this realm, when you're restarting, when you're choosing to restart, but the world is like, oh, well, you compared to X, Y, and Z person, you're not where where the, the society is expecting you to be. So where did you go for like that negative outlet? Like how did you cope or get yourself continuing to be motivated? I mean, we can all speak to this. I think it's a very important topic in itself, but tell mm -hmm. me your journey as how you came out, out of it. Mm -hmm. Especially with the Bell Let's Talk Day that just, just mm -hmm. passed. Uh, mental health is a big thing that has gone under the radar for way too long. Um, in terms of schooling, like, I gotta say, school sucks so much. Hashtag that. For real. <laughs> Amen to that, right? Uh, but, of course, like, it's something that we all have to go through, I feel. Uh, whether it be even elementary school or high school. And if you decide to go to further education than um, university, college, like, it's tough. It's not easy. Um, and a lot of times, I would say our parents don't understand because being us first generational, then being immigrant parents, they've never had this type of schooling before. Like they're, of course, not to undercut or undermine the struggles that they went through, because if you were to put me in their shoes now, I wouldn't be able to do what they did. Mm -hmm. But from our perspective, I think if they were to be put into our shoes now, I don't, I really don't think they would be able to get through school the way we get through school that easily. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just, I guess, the amount of studying it's like the competition like kids are getting freaking smart it's crazy <laughs> that's one way uh, to put it that's one yeah. way to put it sure. so i yeah i can't even imagine being put into a child now because everybody is just getting so smart and they're faith they're finding out the ways to get ahead of each other like extracurricular classes and math tutoring english tutoring science tutoring blah blah blah, blah. like it's crazy so I can see, I can definitely relate to anybody out there who's like, who feels down, who feels like they're not good enough or feels like school has gotten them in the gutters. Um, they're not getting a grade. Like, you know, marks aren't the end of the world. That's probably one really important thing that you need to remember now as a student. 
Um, the school system is not made for everybody. So just because school is not for you doesn't mean that there are other things that aren't for you. So never forget that thought. Um, another mentality that I have adopted, it's, it's this is meme. I'm probably really sure you've seen it before. Yeah. It's a simple, simple flow chart. Yeah, it goes, is there a problem? Yes or no? No, then don't worry about it. Yes, is there a solution? Is there not a solution? Is there a solution? Then don't worry about it. Is there not a solution? Okay, then you can't do anything about it. So don't worry about it. Everything just leads to don't freaking worry about it. Right? So that, I saw that and that was like a life changer for me. Like totally. Um, so no matter how chaotic your surrounding is, it's really important how you interpret and appraise the situation and how you react to it. There's always, there's always going to be a solution. You just got to be... You just got to find it. If there's not a solution, then there's nothing you can do. Just wait out. Um, but other than that, just go out and do what you love. Surround yourself with people who are like-minded and supportive because when you're struggling, but you're struggling together, mm-hmm. it's not so It's not so bad. Right. Uh, um, other than that, just find things you love, whether it's sports or arts, go, go outside and play, really. If it's video games, by all means, go and do that. Uh, just talking it out, just verbalizing, finding someone to talk to. If it's not your parents, then your friends. Um, your school will definitely have a guidance counselor or some sort of counselor that you can always talk to as well. So use your resources around you. Right. They're there for a reason. And if you pay tuition, you pay their salary. So <laughs> use it. Wow. This man's like throwing down facts. But Paul, to... to echo everything you said and like i 100 percent agree with all of it and it's it's a super important message and i think to also highlight you know i don't like we can we just called ourselves friends but i think the way we define friendship is totally different to what friendship is seen as you know in this day and age oh you got to hang out with one another to call each other friends you got to see each other be in each other's lives every single step of the way for that honestly like i think that's also a disclosure we went to the same high school we were in classes we were friends we were acquaintances at some point and then we became friends because of our life events you know we got to reach out to one another at a point where it was like there was no filter. There was no um, mal intentions behind it. It was very like, I'm curious to know how you're growing, what strategies you're using. I'm curious to know what ideas you have. So it's really amazing, honestly, amazing to to even see how you've been able to merge both those passions of the chiropractic practice, hitting this milestone of becoming that doctor. So Dr. Cito hats off to you alongside you you know still continuing to embrace that illustrator in you and i would encourage everyone to look at that and you know what you gave these kids that are so smart these (laughs) days way too much credit let me tell you they're learning from people like you myself and dean and jamal and the new school of thinking you know because they they have role models now and i think that's something that i guess if we were to take ourselves back we were missing such role models who shared that hey i had to kind of like restart hey i failed classes in university they kind of 
lived this facade of like everything was perfect but now as we're getting more and more comfortable asking the hard questions i think we're really breaking down that facade and being real with each other so i think yeah the kids are becoming more like academically very bright but they're not emotionally intelligent so i'm not going to give them that one because i think that definitely was a hand-me-down from our parents facing the kind of struggles they face to give us the life they have so I'm with you on that, but I'm super, super, super proud of you. And I know you have a couple of sessions coming up. Can you you kind of tell us about um, the session on February 23rd and March Uh, 3rd? So we do have, so at Amity right now, uh, just trying to reach out to the community. So we're doing this, uh, I guess you would call it a lunch and learn. Uh, we have one hour where you come to clinic. It's totally free. Drinks will be provided and such. It's basically me giving a presentation to whoever is interested regarding specific conditions. So in particular, this coming one at the end of February, we'll be focusing on uh, low back pain, sacral pain, and what we would call sciatica. So that is numbness, pain down the posterior or the back of your leg. Um, so if anybody is interested in it, you know, somebody suffering from it, we'll be talking about what it is, what it's caused by, um, how we can, we can help as chiropractors and basically home rehabilitative exercises that you could do at home to help kind of cope and manage and subside some of the symptoms that are caused by these conditions. That's, that's really awesome. And with is there like reservations, RSVPs that people got to do or? Yes, actually there is. Um, no worries. I don't have it on me. <laughs> That's okay. Cause you should have been more prepared. It. No, it's fine. Uh, you can basically email our, our, our clinic. Okay. Uh, it's at, or you can email me personally. It's paul.cito at hotmail.com or you can drop a line at 416-291-6727 and reserve your spot so there are two there are two dates because one is in english and the other one is actually cantonese well then so (laughs) which one am i showing up on cantonese is not my third language just so you know the February 28th one is the Cantonese one. The March one is the English one. Okay. Yes. Got it. So we've got wonderful upcoming events, info sessions, um, educational sessions. I love that you're incorporating other languages, being aware of that. You know, that that's, that's also a curiosity of mine. You know, like, how are you translating the importance of chiropractic practices and sessions uh, for the generation before us that, you know, like don't understand the importance of multiple sessions or they are the Mm -hmm. ones facing, like I have parents that face the numbness in their legs and yet they don't understand that they got to book a chiropractic session and get that sorted sooner than later. How do you kind of go through that, um, that challenge? It is. Yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. It is it is a barrier in our profession, but not because not because of the language. It's because of the culture of how they interpret what pains. Um, they they're very very pain focused and not so much what we would call function focus. So just to illustrate, 
Um, if a patient comes in and they're saying, okay, my back hurts, I can't do A, B, C, and D. So A, B, and C, and D would be showering, driving in the car, walking up and down the stairs, getting dressed without any assistance, right? So my back hurts plus A, B, C, and D, okay? Uh, in terms of my parents specifically, and I guess the Chinese culture, super, super pain focused. So every time they come in, we would ask them, okay, so how are you doing? They would say, you know, pain's still there. Pain is still the same, nothing has changed. I don't think this is helping. But when you ask them more functional questions, you, you ask them, okay, the pain is still there, but can you drive now? Can you get dressed in the morning? Does it still hurt when you get out of bed? Uh, walking up and down the stairs, can you do it now? Because you couldn't do before. Then they kind of reappraise the situation and they realize, oh, actually, yeah, I can do that now. But the pain is still there. Right. They don't care. They still, they don't care that you know their quality of life has improved, but the pain is still present. Right. Like they want they want the pain gone, which is kind of hard to do, especially if the pain is chronic, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one barrier. Um, uh, the other the other barrier is the language barrier of communicating with them, like how to say things, how to directly translate things. Um, I've tried many times just to use Google Translate. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way because some words, some medical terms, especially like I don't know how to say it. Right. Um, sometimes it's useful. Sometimes it, sometimes it's like, you know how you think back to French class and you're like, you don't know how to do it. So you just type everything in, right. put it, it spits it out. It doesn't make sense at yeah. all. Like it's not exact. It's not what you tried to say at all. So sometimes that happens. Um, there's really like, it can't be helped. Uh, other than that, I'm thankful for the mentors around me then. Cause I do have a, I am very fortunate to have a clinic owner boss. She doesn't like me calling her boss because she treats me as an equal, uh, but she's very, very experienced and well-versed in the Cantonese and the Mandarin language. So I just go to her and I ask her for like a lot of advice. And every time she does, she never fails to come through for me. So again, surrounding yourself with people who are looking out for you. Um, so those, those are the ways that I try to get over the barriers. So question actually, um, mm -hmm. you touched on, um, dealing with, uh, like the older generation and like they have their ways mm -hmm. and like kind of, it kind of, when you talk about that stuff, it makes me think to like, I'm kind of grateful for that because it did forge us to be the way we are and be able to adapt. So for young doctors out there or people looking to be chiropractors like you know that the generation is changing we're we're working with a lot more of the baby boomers and generation um i think it's x i don't even, yeah, even know. know right uh it's whatever's before <laughs> us uh, before us and it's like how do you like how do you overcome the the obstacle of having to be the person that they have to listen to because i've noticed that that's probably one of the biggest challenges, even in the workforce, working with people that are a bit older mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. having to, like, them having to kind of take a step back and now start listening to us. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're talking about how we need to kind of listen to the word of a younger generation? Yes. I see. Um, I think it all comes down to 
professionalism. When they see and when they see you conduct yourself and the way you talk and the way you speak to them, um, if if they interpret it as you're being professional, then that's that's kind of how you earn their respect. And when you tell them things that, uh, when you when you can when you know things that they didn't expect you to know, right?、Mm. Um, but besides that, obviously, yeah, we're doctors. We are supposed to be specialists in our field.、Uh, we should know everything there is to know about、um, the human body, etc. But Again, science science isn't exactly a science, specifically in the field of chiropractic. Things are always changing. Things are always evolving. New studies are coming out that are proving this and disproving this. And when we went to school, we learned this school of thought. Whereas now we graduate, we're not so well versed in the educational world anymore.、Um, so now the school has another new thought.、Um, I've been told once before: every time a clinical study comes out. It takes about five to seven years for it to translate into a school's curriculum. So it's pretty crazy if you think about it. For some new research to be out, and for that long for somebody to learn it, right? So again, back to the point where yeah, we're supposed to know everything, but we really don't know everything. However, so what what I'm getting to the point is,、um, be confident. Being having confidence and presenting yourself in a very professional way, that kind of Earns their respect.、Um, even if even if you're unsure about something,、um, do it in a way where they don't lose trust in you or, com- or a faith in you.、Um, right, like having the posture.、Uh, yeah, more. <laughs> yeah. That was a pun intended. Come on, Paul. That was a pun intended. <laughs> yes.、Uh, but what I mean is. Um, there's a phrase in our industry that we like to say a lot. It's called "fake it till you make it." In your industry, I, across across different industries. Yes, yes, heard it before,、mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to get at right now. Even if you don't know the answer, say what you know, and then, but don't appear incompetent to them, right? So even if you didn't know the answer, just say you know,、uh, you know that's a very interesting question.、Uh, let me get back to you. Even if you don't know the answer, even being truthful to them sometimes it earns their respect. If you don't know the answer, just say you know what I actually don't know.、Uh, why don't you give me a couple of days time?、Uh, I'll research it and I'll present to you everything that I found about it. So there's that too.、Um, don't lie to them, right? <laughs> But. Just be honest with them. I'm sure compassion goes a long, long way, especially in the health industry. No, you definitely nailed so many, so many points today. From I saw resilience, I see compassion, I see true, genuine intention and passion behind why you've pursued the world of chiropractic practice.、Um, a newfound respect for that because a lot of work does go into that. I didn't know the difference between the different kind of、um, re- like prerequisites and the the practices you had to go even before being an associate. So congratulations on that milestone. But I、so、want I want Paul. You know what? This is not going to be. I, I know I said this to a lot of our other guests as well. It's just like. 
it doesn't stop here, especially with the kind of cadence and like uh, individuals that we bring onto the show in itself. Like you guys are not stoppers like after this realm like i'm done there's so much so many more milestones that you're about to reach so to everybody else that is listening today follow paul drop him a message to learn about the sessions that is upcoming up at paul.cito at hotmail.com check out his clinics we'll put the uh, put the address in the uh, links below there are two different clinics that you're working out of right paul one is in scarborough One's in Stovall, so y'all That's don't right. have excuses being like, I'm in the East End and whatnot. He's covered the ground. And more, most importantly, I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed when you check out the the.board.chiropractor on Instagram. He's talented. Even Hulk comes to life to teach you a little <laughs> lesson about your back pain. Just saying. So thank you so much for joining us today, Paul. Learned so much. Super humble to call you a good friend of mine as well. So Without further ado, until next time, this is Paul, Dean, and Ren signing off on the New School of Thinking podcast. Thank you for listening. And there you have it, folks. Another one in the books. Thank you. Much thanks and respect go out to Dr. Paul Sato for that amazing session and Ren and Dean for holding it down. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there and I'm a little bit jealous, but um, I learned a lot during that podcast and that session. And for all the listeners out there, you can reach Dr. Paul Sato at uh, Sato at hotmail.com. That's P-A-U-L dot S-E-T-O at hotmail.com there is an event there they are holding um, and that is february 28th and march 3rd we will have that in the description just take a look and again until next time there's going to be lots more coming stay tuned share follow comment reach out to us we'd love to hear from you guys and uh, tell your friends until next time guys <laughs>